Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have with us Ginger who is an ESL program grad and her partner, Scott. So this is the first time in podcast history that we have a couple on like this. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. We're excited to be here. I can't wait to dive in. I do want to just read the bios here so that the audience has an idea about who you two are. So let's go ahead and get started with that. So Ginger is a single mom of two amazing teenage daughters, and she lives in Surfside Beach, South Carolina. She's enjoyed a 27 career in the CPG industry, specializing in brand building and shopper marketing. A year ago, after a very difficult separation and divorce, she came to the realization that she needed more than therapy and decided to join the ESL program. It has been a life-changing, healing, and soul-enriching experience, and since then, she has met a wonderful man, Scott, and is building an empowered, secure, and loving relationship. And then a little bit about Scott. So Scott is a 
widower of a 33-year marriage. He has two daughters, one son, and five grandchildren. He also has an adopted special needs daughter that is now back with her biological family. For the past 25 years, he's owned and run his own paint contracting business. He lives in Harleyville, South Carolina with his cat, Poe. Today, Scott and Ginger share their stories, how they connected and started dating with more self-awareness and mindfulness. We are going to get all into it, learn about the two of them. And I think I just want to start out with saying, I'm so grateful that you two are willing to be vulnerable and share your stories with the audience today. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're vulnerable because you're vulnerable. <laughs> You've made us yes. vulnerable. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Lovely. Ginger, let's, let's start with you and just, I mean, obviously I've had the privilege of coaching you and I know your story, but so that everyone else can know, like, what was it like for you before the program and then after the program in terms of how you approach dating. Absolutely. Well, a year ago before, I mean, I hadn't been dating for, you know, 22, well, 25 years, probably more like that. So that was new just coming, you know, in out of a marriage of that length and, and really it felt like the wild kingdom, (laughs) you know, I just know what to do. And I just kept getting into the wrong, attracting the wrong people and, the love bombing. And I just, it really sent me, I just couldn't handle it. And that's really when I, I had been reading a lot of books. I had read, you know, codependency, all these books. And and really it was when I found your podcast and you talked about, you know, our childhood patterns and, and all the education there that I really started to, to learn what, you know, what I really needed to do in order to have a healthy relationship And I, you know, I jumped in with both feet because I really felt like I just couldn't do it by myself anymore. I I needed, I needed more than the knowledge in my head. I needed the scripts. I needed, I needed actions, things, actions that I could take and thought patterns, things to change, you know, past behaviors that, that I didn't even realize were making me choose, you know, the wrong things. So when I went into the programming, I really went in full force and, you know, was on the calls and, you know, did all the, the modules and everything and started realizing, cause I was dating some, not Scott at the time, but I was dating someone else. And I was kind of trying things on that person and, you know, kind of figured out that this was not a relationship. This was a situationship and you helped. I would have never realized that before that, you know? Yeah. So it just really gave me the tools to be able to ask the right questions. And that's really what led me to meet Scott is, and, and we met through eHarmony. So before I was very much not doing online dating, I just didn't feel comfortable, but with the tools that you provide, I felt more comfortable because I felt like I would kind of have a, a, a team of people helping me navigate, you know, this new territory for me. And this so, is so good. I, I, I have to, I have to just shout you out and say that Ginger is an incredible client. And when you say you, you jumped in, you really did. You jumped in, you were on every call, you were prepared, you did all the work. You are an example of what I want people to go through the program. Like that's how I'd want them to approach it is to go all in and 
You did. Absolutely. So. Well, what's, what people need to understand too, is this is how I was thinking. This is not just about, yes, I wanted to have a healthy, you know, partner and relationship, but I wanted to have healthy relationships all the way around and show my daughters that, you know what, maybe I wasn't doing everything, you know, right in the, in the past, but this is how we can grow and change. And, and really every relationship in my life has improved because of it. I can honestly mm, say that. that's so, so powerful. Yeah, yes, it is. And, and I feel like it's something you, you nobody can take away from you. Once you know this, you can't unknow it. And you just want to, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of nerdy when it comes to psychology. I love learning about and analyzing and all of that stuff. Maybe everybody does. Yeah. Like but I enjoy it. But the other interesting thing, and I guess can kind of go into us telling our story is that like I said, I wasn't going to get on eHarmony. And I talked to one of my clients one day and he's a kind of a friend client, you know, and he's like, well, this is how I met my wife. And, you know, they were second marriages and, and that was the reason I got on. And, and the, then the funny thing is we both have a similar story because that actually happened with one of my clients and I knew that they were recently married and I mean, he was a pastor, they're an older couple, and I just saw how they were with each other. And I just had to ask, how did y'all meet? And she told me what I didn't expect to hear, eHarmony. And like, okay, well, the next day I got on and it didn't take me long to find Ginger. I think it was only a couple of months. And we, I, he was my first date yeah. on yeah. eHarmony and my last. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. In your last, I love it. It's so funny as we're doing this. I, I think I'm getting so emotional. I just thinking about the two of you meeting is just so beautiful and just being able to see you two together. I just have so much gratitude that you both found each other and are in this place. And talk about Scott being so willing to come on. I don't know many men that are like, oh yeah, let's go on a podcast called Let's Get Vulnerable and, and talk about our relationship. Oh. Tell him, tell her what, I mean, he, we were just talking about this, that it wasn't long after we started dating. I mean, maybe our second date or something. I don't know. It wasn't long before we started talking about stuff, right? Oh, it wasn't long at all. I mean, to be honest with you, the second date, she actually gave me her address. That's how she trusted me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but I, right away, do we had... And our relationship grew through conversation that we had constantly. Yeah. But and it, and it would get deep every once in a bit. Often the times it would be um, we'd be kind of laughing or cutting up, and then next thing you know, Ginger's asking me a kind of a serious question, and it's questions that she's learned to give to find out you know what she needs to find out for to me. get the data. Yeah. To be the love scientist, she's for being the love scientist. Oh, yes. we take. The love language test, like within like oh, very we did that we did that online. Uh, we that gave each other the text together. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so it's fair to say that Ginger was sort of being really open about her own growth with you, Scott, and kind of bringing you into that world with her. Yes, but she didn't ask me any questions I hadn't already been thinking about. So I, I yeah, he handled everything really well, almost too well. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I remember those sessions with you, Ginger, where you had almost asked me, is this too good to be true? Because, well, I mean, I know I'm kind of like taking over, but just for, for you, 
I want to know like what has felt different about this connection with Scott and how is it different having a securely attached connection? Oh my gosh. Well, the words you always use are so true. Just easy. It feels good. I can be my full self. I'm just, I've never been in a relationship like this before. And I know it's because of all the growth that I've done, you know, but I just, I'm not afraid anymore. I've been one of those people that was always afraid of conflict and confrontation. And I know that was a big part of what deteriorated my marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I just, I want to overcome any fears. That's always been something I've never, I don't want to be afraid of anything. And he makes me feel so comfortable and so loved and so cherished that I feel safe to be myself and to ask all the questions. And I don't know, I can't really truly explain it other than that, other than we just feel so we're so compatible to that is the other thing. And I think eHarmony definitely, you know, kind of those type of sites are helpful in that sense where they're kind of helping you match up your compatibility. And if you match that with good communication and, you know, you go down that path and then I think, you know, you got a good chance to have a good relationship. Yeah. So there's the compatibility and then there's the tools of how to show up and build a great relationship together. Right. And like what we talked about on the call yesterday about, you know, align being, being, you know, are we looking into the future? Are we, are we aligned looking into the future as well? So all yeah. of those things are a big change, I think from in my past. I love that. What about for you, Scott, what, what has felt different with Ginger or what are some of the things that you appreciate about having secure attachment with Ginger? Well, I tell you, she's taught me a lot. I mean, the one thing that I found out with her is that we're both highly sensitive people Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that was a thing, but she brought that to my attention. And I, I realized that we're highly sensitive in a lot of ways, but in certain ways we're different, but I can understand, I can understand her better knowing that. And I realized too, that being highly sensitive is, it's not a curse. It's actually a blessing because it, I can actually see why I do the things that I do, why I act the way that I act and I, I can understand it better. But yeah, she's, I mean, she's, she's opened my eyes to lots of different things in our relationship and and it and it's grown so so much so quickly because of our communication. Yeah. Such a key piece there. Having a, a relationship culture, as I like to say, where mm-hmm. both people are open and honest about their feelings and what they want and their needs. How would you say that has helped you with any conflict. We're we're gonna get really vulnerable now. Have you navigated conflict? Like how how has that been for you as a couple? We've had very little. Very little. We've had very little. And I, I'll be honest, I mean, we've talked about like I'm kind of afraid, you know, like I know that I have the tools, but I still do have a little fear in the future about any big conflict that would happen. But I do believe we have the tools to handle it. And that's the difference. I think so my fear level, you know, that's, that kind of comforts that child side of me, that the abandonment and, you know, the the things that that might trigger that. But I 
I mean, we've, we've had some difficult conversations. Like we had the money conversation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which it wasn't conflict, but it could have been, Oh yeah. you know, it was a, it was a difficult, we, we both shared, we were very, very vulnerable about that conversation. Yeah. Um, Can you think of anything else? We shared our, our, our goals and dreams and what we, what we want our future. I mean, she's asking me, you know, what do you see? What do you see our future? Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, it's not like something I hadn't already thought of. I've already been thinking a lot about this. So I, it wasn't a hard question for me. So, you know, I could answer that. Yeah. And, you know, I keep going back to the being highly sensitive, but honestly, that helps me understand her more because I understand myself and it actually helps me to be more patient in certain areas mm-hmm. and understanding. Well, and I think what you said along those lines too, knowing that knowing your partner and being curious, like I think one time, oh, the other last week, you couldn't reach me or something. Yeah. And he had texted me the next morning and said that it bothered him a little bit. And, and, and I had, you know, that triggered me a little bit because I was like, well, you know, I'm here. What do you, but, but then I started getting into the curious, well, why was that? But I understand, you know, if I look at the whole big picture of abandonment, it can trigger, it probably triggered him too, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, we just were honest about how we felt and kind of analyzed a little bit and then we're done. You know, that was, that was the end. Of, and that's, I wouldn't call that conflict, but. No, but that did yeah. cross the line when I answered, like I did, I kind of figured it might set something off, but I was yeah. able to handle that. This is so good. So obviously with healing work, you know, we realize that in relationships, there's always going to be things that come up, but the goal is that you can navigate it in a healthy way in a securely attached way so that it makes the relationship stronger. Right. And I think that's what the two of you are talking about here. And realizing that when we're healing anxious attachment and we're becoming more secure, One of the biggest gifts is, oh, I can share what my needs are, my preferences are. I'm going to be honest with my partner and I'm not going to have this big voice of, oh, you're going to be abandoned. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to be who I am and and know that I can build a a healthy relationship with the right, right person. So you become more of yourself in that and then you can navigate those tough conversations in a way that strengthens the relationship. So right. it doesn't cause resentment. Like if we wouldn't have talked about it more and cause for me, I was, I felt that control trigger, like yeah. a little control. And I told him that, you know, and, but if we wouldn't have talked about it, then we both kind of would have been guessing and that's where the resentment comes in. And that's what I want to avoid, you know, like, the yes. whole thing where you get into, you talked about creating a culture, you know, I, I, we've said from the beginning, we want to make sure we're checking in with each other on a regular basis, maybe too regular right now. Well, you know, that situation, yeah. I knew it might trigger something, but I, I also wanted to let her know, you know, how I felt. Mm-hmm. And you have every right to do that. Yeah. So I, yeah. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful because you were able to have curiosity it's a, it's a superpower, right? And I think realizing that anytime we have any kind of conflict, it's just a surface level thing, but actually there's always something deeper, right? Mm-hmm. And when we're curious, we allow ourselves to do the healing of those deeper 
wounds, right? Like the fear of abandonment or fear of control. Like that's what it's about. Not about being out of reach or, you know, I I always would say in couples therapy, the dishes are never about the dishes. (laughs) Like that's what you're talking about, but that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of being curious. You get to go deeper and heal those, those deeper wounds. That's so, that was so helpful to me in that moment, because that moment where I was, I, I felt kind of that, whatever was going on in my head. And I was like, yeah, I need to be curious here. I need to be curious. So that was a huge, you know, change in how I might've handled it you know, I love in, in the past. Just knowing, I mean, the program has taught me so much about just why I did the things I did, you know, why I had the patterns I had. And it's just amazing to me how it kind of all dissolves when you know, not that it's all gone away or anything necessarily, like I'm healed hundred percent, but when you know better, you can do better than one, number one. And just, it just makes you feel more in control because for so long, I always wondered, why do I feel like I'm not enough all the time? Like, Mm -hmm. why do like I, on an intellectual level, you know, that you are, right? We all know that we are, but then you still have that creeping feeling. And this really explained why I had that in my head, which caused a lot of other things in my life. I know I just went back to something completely different. But no, I love it. I love that yeah, you went there. It's important. It's, it's so, it's so, so important. And I think for you, like just in, in knowing you, one of the things that comes to mind is really working on identity and healing those beliefs about yourself and knowing that you are enough. You've always been more than enough. That a lot. Yeah. And that's, that's what I wanted to talk about because Ginger, I know that there was times you would say like, like, how do I accept this love? Like being in a securely attached connection and you have someone like Scott, amazing guy who's wanting to pour into you and to love you. Mm -hmm. What helped you move through that journey of learning how to really receive and accept it? Well, I think I verbalized that a few times, like with him, like he would say some beautiful things to me and I would say, I hear that and I'm working on receiving it. Like I would intentionally like try to feel it, but it's unfamiliar feeling. So it takes a little while to get used to it. Yeah. But I think it's just a gradual confidence and feeling secure and safe and just kind of the, the communication and just how things evolved and, and, and being able to check in with you guys and be able to say, you know, what is love? You know, Cause I was like, well, I'm 50 years old. I should know what love is. I had to literally go look it up. I'm like, what is love again? Like what, how should I be feeling? Like we had a call about it and it was a great call because yeah. you just, I don't know you kind of in disbelief that this is, you know, this is what's coming at you. Yeah. I think it's just been a gradual thing. I think I'm still working on it. Yeah. Um, Allowing yeah. yourself to receive. One of the things I do for her every single day, unless I'm with her is I make sure I make time out of my morning to text her every single morning. And it yeah. may be, you know, a love note of some kind, or it may just be some information that, you know, or song or song, but every morning I, I make sure that she gets a text. Love that. 
I think the the people listening are like, okay, where can I get a Scott? Where do I find oh, I know, him? Right? I told him he's a unicorn. He's a unicorn. He's my unicorn. You know, and but and the reality is, is there there are men like Scott out there. So that's why I'm so glad he's on the podcast because we have a lot of people that listen that go, oh, there's no good guys, oh. whatever. But there are. There are. With that said, I want to thank you for mentioning us men on the unconscious beliefs episode recently. Yes. When I heard that writing down the road, I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we are listening. So yeah. Yes. I know. I know. I, and I, I love that so much. That's a beautiful thing that you do for Ginger Scott. You send her a message. It's a way to offer reassurance, right? When you're not physically together. Hmm. I'm curious for you knowing about Ginger's own healing and knowing that you're building this intentional connection together, was there anything that you were aware of? Like, okay, I really want to be sure to approach things this way. Or is there, is there anything that you changed in like your approach? I'm just curious. Maybe a little bit, but the thing is, I mean, when, when I started dating, I was actually honestly scared of divorcees. I mean, because I'm a widow and, you know, when you are dating a divorcee, you don't know if they're the reason that they're divorced or mm. divorced for his, you know, but she wasted no time telling me that she was part of this program and mm. she wasted no time sending me some of your podcasts. And, you know, in, in, in my head, it's if she's important to me and if this is important to her, then it's important to me. So I'm going to listen. Because I'm a, I can learn something off of it in the process. B, I can see what she's taking in and where she's at, where she's coming from. So, honestly, those things really helped me understand her more. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't afraid because I see what she is doing. She's taking the steps to do what she feels like she needs to do. And yeah. so I was not scared of, of the past or yeah, or the past. This is so, I love it so much. I always tell people ownership is hot. Growth is hot, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, I think that that's one of the key, like core values for me. And I think most people that I talk with is a partner that's willing to grow together if we're not growing, we're dying. Right. So right. just right. saying, yeah. Hey, we're going to grow together as a couple. So I love that viewpoint, Scott of, well, she's learning this. I want to learn it with her. That's great. Right. Yeah. And I have said that many times before, if you're not moving forward, you're either sitting still or you're going backwards. So, you know, yeah, we're very aligned on the growth mentality. And that was one of my number one, you know, when I wrote the letter, to my future partner. I mean, <laughs> oh, you can't see my hands. Yeah, but, yeah. I like yeah. down here. Okay, yeah. right. You're you can't see your hands, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I love that. I, I'm so curious about that because obviously in the dating process, we all know it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to feel like, oh my gosh, this person isn't out there. Is it ever going to happen for me? What's the timeline? Or maybe you date someone and it ends up not being what you wanted, et cetera, right? Ginger, how did you get really good at 
holding the vision for the partnership that you wanted and not losing the hope because I, that's one thing I love about you. I feel like you've always had that hope and that faith. Obviously I know there's times where, you know, we had to talk through it, but you've always come back and had that hope. So tell me about that. I I think I've just always been a very positive, optimistic person. Number one, I'm a glass half full. I'm a a can do make it happen kind of person. And I'm, and I'm, I'm only 50. (laughs) Amen. I'm not done yet. I just really believed. I just believe, you know, uh, yes. And I wasn't on the dating scene. I mean, my, I've been single for about, about three years and I really didn't start dating until about a year and a half, maybe ago, but it was just not even, it was not dating. It was more like hang out. So I knew that's not what I wanted. You know, you can only, we have a place down here called the inlet, which is great music and I love going there and everything. But I'm like, this is, I do not want to be one of these people that has to come down here. And I just, I think I just, I just kept the vision because I'm pretty determined person. And and I just, I guess I just don't give up. (laughs) I don't know that. It's, it's true. And it's, it's beautiful to witness that you did get some clarity on what you wanted, how you want to feel. I know I always talked with you about that. Get clear on how do you want to feel in the relationship? I think that was big. That was big for me. And I did, because when I went out with other people, I just, I felt very anxious, but with him, I felt very calm. Yeah. I instantly trusted him. And I believe in listening to your gut instincts about Mm -hmm. people when you're sober. <laughs> right. Right. So no first dates when you're drinking. You know, I do think we did everything different, you know, or I did. And you know, we met during the day, we went for a bike ride, we had our sushi. Oh no, we had a, a wheatgrass shot. Before a bike ride, we had a wheatgrass shot. Yeah, and he had a little bit of wheat Ooh. on his nose. Well, let's just let you know. I, okay. I choked on my wheatgrass shot. Cayenne <laughs> pepper they put on top <laughs> hit the back of my throat. And it was <laughs> It was kind of embarrassing, but I had it on my nose after I came, after I got my senses, my eyes water and everything. She's wiped my nose clean. (laughs) It was in the first five minutes. So I think for some reason, we just felt very comfortable together. We did. Right away. But, you know, we, I had kind of decided that on this date, we were going to just, it was, we were just going to, you know, hang out during the day and, Mm -hmm. and that was it. And when the date was, he walked me back to my car and he's like, well, I guess that's it. I was like, yep. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I yeah. could have hung out with him like all, all night long you know what I mean we could have yeah but I was trying to really discipline myself and I think the boundaries I think that was good because it almost made it's cut it off at like that perfect time where we had a really good time yeah and you know we knew we wanted to do it again right I love it we we grass shots instead of tequila shots yeah, yeah. here first okay and sushi <laughs> we grass and sushi okay yeah. But no, I mean, you, you know, I talk about this all the time, the, the slow burn Mm -hmm. and the boundaries early on in dating. I love that it was daytime. I love that you said, okay, that's it. Like you were, you were honoring your time and your boundaries and that, that gives you time to gather the data and then reflect and go, oh, so how did I feel? Is this someone I want to see again? Right. 
mm-hmm. instead of just overly investing too quickly, like so right. many of us have done in the past. So yeah, going into it with the intention, I think both of us said this, that yes. we just want to find a friend that we can have fun with. Just, just, Same interest. There was happening. no pressure, yeah. no agenda, no future plan, no, just really going into it with that. Seriously, that intention, I think was, was really different and very, yes, different mindset, just completely different and mindset. I did mention that no ghosting. If you don't like me, tell me. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, it, you know, I, it's okay. But, you know, got to know something. So, yeah, no ghosting. I wanted, I wanted to make that clear. Did you tell me that? I did. I don't even remember that. That's yeah. a clear boundary. Yeah, I, yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a clear boundary. And I think that that's good to be transparent about that. And, you know, I, I talk about relationship culture once again and saying, hey, our culture is open, honest, direct, even if it's uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. that's that's great, Scott. I want to do something fun with the two of you. Hey. Okay. <laughs> if you're up for it, I want to have you guys face each other. Okay. And then this is like a little bit of couples therapy on the spot, but this is a fun part of it. Okay. So something fun for you two to do together. You're facing each other and I want you to tell each other three things that you're grateful for. And you'll just kind of go back and forth. So Ginger, you'll say, Scott, I'm so grateful that you insert. And then Scott will say it back. So this is just like a gratitude love moment right here. (laughs) Okay. I'll go first. Okay. God, I love the way that you love and cherish me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm grateful for the way you that was perfect. It. No, that, that's good too. Ginger, I am grateful for the honesty that you show in the way you are with me. I am grateful for the fun and joy that you bring into my life. Ginger, I am so grateful for the compatibility that we have together. Scott, I am grateful that you are so kind and just a warm-hearted person. And it was one of the things that made me fall in love with you. And I'm grateful (laughs) for it. Ginger, I am so grateful for your early trustworthiness in me that I could show you who I am. I have to give him a kiss now. Mm. <laughs> that was beautiful. And I I love that you both were willing to do that and I think it's just an example of something that you can do with your partner at any time. And then how do you feel when when you do that? What is that what emotions does it bring up for you too? Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah, just warm <laughs> and and cozy and comfortable and safe and it feels good to say it and it feels good to receive it. Yeah. I love it. The research on healthy couples really talks about how gratitude and appreciation is one of the most common experiences between the two. So I think that we know that the opposite is true too. Like when we're constantly criticizing or, 
you know, even I don't want to say nitpicking or nagging, but that's kind of what can happen, right? In long-term relationships. When when we find ourselves there, we create a lot more disconnection. So what we focus on grows. Mm, yeah. And the two of you focusing on gratitude and appreciation. I know that's something you already do, but I loved that you were willing to kind of share that as an example for the audience. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I want to just ask you to, if you each would identify an area of growth as an individual and then an area of growth as a couple. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear that from both of you. Okay. Well, I, I know that my growth is definitely in communication and boundaries and learning how to speak my mind and and not be afraid in a relationship specifically. I mean, I can speak my mind in most other places of my life, but for whatever reason in my past, in that intimate relationship, it was very difficult for me. So that is definitely an area I feel like I'm I'm growing and I want to continue to grow and continue to, you know, build strong relationships with with those communication skills that I'm learning. And we want you to go and then we can. Well, I would say, you know, coming from a, a wonderful you know, marriage that I had that I, you know, I, I, I'm a widower and I lost my wife and it was a, a wonderful relationship. But I have learned so much in the process about myself. So it's just it's been a, a very hard but wonderful learning process that I've learned to trust myself more because I had to, because, you know, I was all of a sudden left with nobody. It was just me. And for, you know, meeting and and falling in love with Ginger, it's, it's the growth has been, I've been able to become more of a, I would say more of a kind of a, a, a leadership role and, 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 and feel comfortable being in my own skin, basically, because I it it's been a process learning to deal with things on my own and not having somebody there. But she's been able to um, really help that growth in the process, and I so appreciate her so much. Mm, that was beautiful. Thank you for for sharing that, Scott. And I know that loss. And going through that and learning how to heal and honor your past marriage while building a new relationship, that could probably be its own podcast episode. But it's clear that you really have done so much work and allowed yourself to really open your heart up to Ginger through that. So that's beautiful. Absolutely. And the other question was... What growth are we having in our relationship or what? Together. Yeah, yeah. Like growth as a couple, if there's anything that you're aware that and, and this can be fun too, you know, it's like, well, hey, we're working on spending well, more time going dancing. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I know that we've been, we've been working on lately is is basically talking about our future and what we're looking at and what and and finding out that we're basically on the same page. So that's a wonderful experience and kind of, I know Ginger's such a planner. 
Yeah. She's a major <laughs> planner. You know, I can be more spontaneous, but she loves to plan. But so, I'm spontaneous too. Yeah, she but can. I like to have a plan. <laughs> yep. So I think that's part of my maybe, you know, working on just being okay too with what is and the pace that it's going. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really okay with it. I think part of that has to do with our age too. You know, we're not 20 somethings with, you know, thinking about having kids and all that. We've both been there, done that. So we have, it's kind of super exciting because we're like, well, we've been there, done that. Now, what are we going to do? You know, <laughs> and we're planning a business together. We're, you know, we're planning to, we're, we're working on, we work as a team really well. So, you know, yes, we're doing right. a lot of team building activities. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, exciting. Uh, I think we're at a different place. We talked about this last, I guess, month or so. We're at such a comfortable place now. And we just, I think, just want to get deeper. One of the things I mentioned to him last week was I want to, for our future, I want to always be working on our relationships. So like once a year, I want us to do something to work on a relationship, some type of activity, retreat or something. Yeah. He was, you know, in agreement with that. that. That's really important to me moving forward is having that commitment to continue to work on a relationship, having a therapist or Mm -hmm. having a coach, having you coach us, you know, really all the way, (laughs) however far that is. Yeah. You, you never get to a place where you don't need it. It's like, you can always grow. Yeah. You know, I've got kids. I haven't met, I've met one of his children, but I haven't met all of his kids and his grandkids. And yeah. (laughs) So that'll be a fun time. (laughs) Yeah. This Christmas. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, nervous. I am a little nervous about that. You know, I want, you know, I don't, I'm very conscious about the loss of their mom and Debbie is part of our life. I feel like we talk about her. I feel like I know her. I feel like we would have been friends, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, because we talk about her a lot. One thing I wanted to mention, you talked about speaking up. The one thing I did do that had bothered me in the beginning was he was wearing the ring around his neck. Mm -hmm. I think I talked to you about this and man, when I went to his house and Mentioned, I mean, I mentioned it like in a half a second, he had that thing off. He was like, no problem. Like, yeah, it was hard for me to ask. And I felt kind of bad, but, you know, I don't even mind all the pictures. And I mean, you know, all of that, but that he made that really easy for me. and, And you made that really easy for me as well. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful example of speaking up for your needs. And then also the two of you creating that reassurance for each other through, through that. And then also, I love that you talked about that you're able to talk about Debbie, you know, and she's part of, part of your day to day even, and just acknowledging that that openness, honesty, transparency is probably part of what allows you to be so close that you're willing to talk about, talk about the past. Absolutely. I listened to a podcast specifically about widowers and it was very enlightening and it gave me, I mean, already had so much compassion for everything that he had been through, but definitely gave me kind of a different sense. And, and I want to be, you know, I would never want to, I mean, he is who he is because of her. Yeah. Because of their relationship, they grew up together. 
basically. Yeah. You were like 19. I was 20. She was 2019. 19. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, I, I love that so much. Yeah. And that's another example of you were taking steps to educate yourself just like Scott was by listening to my podcast, right? Oh, like it just shows both of you invested into partnership and learning about each other. Mm-hmm. So that we can understand each other, you yeah. know, where we're coming from. Cause I had listened to one too. And I, and I remember hearing about, you know, being, this lady being uncomfortable with the pictures and different things around the house. And I, I made an effort to ask, yeah. I asked her, and there's like, is there anything that you need me to change? I'll change. Cause I don't want you to be uncomfortable in my house. Right. She- I wasn't uncomfortable, but the next time I came, my <laughs> face was like everywhere. I was like, Oh wow. Like <laughs> well, go, we went by the drugstore and got a, uh, 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 Prince, uh, I picked out the ones I wanted and we went by and we got those. And now, now, now yeah, but that's beautiful. When the kids come, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. You down, downsides on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I just want to circle back to is getting to that place where you're comfortable, you're in a securely attached connection and you are able to plan for the future I know so many women or men even, and you're in a relationship and you want to plan about the future, but you don't feel emotionally safe enough to do so. Like even planning a trip for next month, it's like, oh my gosh, is it going to happen? You know? So I just, I think it's so beautiful that you're in this place where you're intentionally building and it feels so safe and easy. Right. Mm -hmm. And you get to focus on, Hey, what, what do we want to build together? Like that's, that's what beautiful. Do do? What do we want to do? I mean, he actually, right after we started seeing each other, he invited me to his niece's, niece's wedding. wedding. So now I guess we started dating in March and that was in July. July. So I was like, I mean, this is very early. This was like, maybe like first couple days. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah, like I had no hesitation. I'm like, she yeah, said, I'll go. She said I would be on. That was her exact word. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. That's what happens when we feel securely attached and we create that emotionally safe connection. We feel willing to be vulnerable and go to a wedding with someone, right? We're like, because I trust my partner, I feel emotionally safe. I can do that. Well, yeah. he went on a, my, a vacation with me and my girls. <laughs> wow. After that, well, I guess it was Labor Day. We went to my sister's house up in Chesapeake. And so, yep, he's it's me and the girls and him and the dog and all packed into the car. And so he got the full experience. Of me. I love it. I it was, love it. It was just wonderful. I mean, it was just a absolutely beautiful, wonderful time. And love it. it's important to me that he meets my family and, yes. uh, and they adore him. So. Okay. I have, I know we're going to wrap up here pretty quick, but I have three questions. So I wanted to start with, with you, Ginger, and then I have one for each of you, but can you tell us a little bit, Ginger, what it's like for you as a mom to be able to set an example now of having a healthy relationship? How does that feel to be able to do that for your girls? It feels, it feels like my legacy. It feels like the most important thing because 
they are the most important thing to me. And, and I know how important it is based on my childhood, how hard it is just to be a kid as it is. So I feel like, you know, giving them the tools and showing them through real life example is the only way for them to have an example, at least a healthy example, because there's not a lot of them out there. Have they said anything to you about any way that you've changed or grown? Have they noticed anything and said anything to you? They've just noticed how much happier I am. I think, you know, you deserve to be happy, mom. We're glad you're happy because I'm always checking in with them to see how they're doing, especially in the beginning of dating, you know, because we didn't interact with them a lot, but I always checked in and, and they always, they're just so wonderful to me. They're just wonderful kids. They're so compassionate. Yeah. And they, you know, they see, they see how happy I am and they might not be loving some of the new boundaries I'm setting. (laughs) (laughs) I think our relationships are, are growing, you know, in every way. So I I think it's just, it's, it's a, it's changing past patterns is really a legacy. My daughter, my oldest daughter, and I talked about that, you know, she feels like, and her too she's had a a huge shift because we talk about a lot of this stuff. She hasn't gone through the whole program, which I want her to do, but it's just a really good feeling, you know, to be able to be confident. What a gift to pass on to the most important people in your life, your kids. It's such a gift. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. My next question is for Scott. So Scott, what would you say to the men out there that are struggling in dating and they're not finding anyone and they're like ready to give up and be bachelors? What, what advice or or what would you want to say to them? Well, first of all, I mean, never give up. I mean, if that's what you desire, if you desire a, a beautiful relationship, I mean, for one, you would never give up. I didn't know how long it would take me to meet Ginger, but I was willing to take, you know, whatever, however long it took. And, and I was learning on the process along the way. I, I, would, I, I would actually tell them that, you know, every date is going to be different. Every lady you're going to meet is going to be different, but learn something from each of those experiences that you can take into the next one. Because as Ginger has already mentioned, you know, dating uh, at, early fifties is it's a whole new ball game. And I knew this, I had no idea what I was up against. So I learned from every situation. I took notes in my head. I, I just, just took something from out of every situation and, and went into it really at times, not expecting much, you know, cause I don't want to, I am a highly sensitive guy, so I don't want to be crushed every single time, but also don't take anything for granted. Because, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. So never give up. Beautiful. Yeah. Never give up and growth mindset of how can you learn from every connection? That was great advice. Mm. And then Ginger, I would ask you the same thing. So maybe there's, you know, a, a woman out there who's listening to your story and they're going, oh my gosh, you know, I went through a divorce or I've never really been in a healthy relationship. And is it possible for me? Maybe Ginger's special. Maybe it's not possible for me, but it's possible for her. What, like, what would you say to that person? I would say it's absolutely possible. 
and really turn your attention on to yourself. You know, like it so is true that you have to love yourself and have, you know, have your own healing journey and not look to someone else to heal you. Not that this hasn't been an extremely healing experience, but I think you have to go into it and this, with the same perspective, you, you got to just grow. You got to continue to grow. And because otherwise it's a miserable, it, it's just, it's not any way to live. I don't think. And I mean, I did go through a stage where I like, you know, I don't need a man and I can do it all by myself. Well, I can, but I don't want to, I want a partner, you know, I want somebody that I can grow and learn with because I really don't feel you fully learn and grow unless you are with a partner because, you know, they're helping you to grow if they're that right partner. Mm, yeah, yeah. We grow, we grow so, in connection. Yeah. you grow. I mean, just, just like the whole conflict thing, you know, that was so scary to me, but now I realize that conflict is actually a growth opportunity. And I wish I would have looked at it that way, you know, in the past. But I, I think just, you know, being willing to to put that love into yourself and that healing into yourself and really, really look at your past and and, you know, how it has contributed, because it really does. It makes so much sense. All the different modules about, you know, retraining your brain and the behavior modification, what's it called? What do you call when you do the writing? Oh, the relationship inventory. Yeah. With all the different, with all the different yeah. types of writing helps you kind of reprogram. Yeah. Thoughts and, and all of that is just so worth doing because then you get to a yeah. place where you're ready for that person. You know, if you don't do that healing, then you're not like, we talked about it a lot. Like we both hadn't done our own healing because he did his own stuff too. And if we would have met before, then it might not have worked. So, mm, yeah, that's so, yeah. That you know, I might, I would have, I was still not trusting, you know, I had to be in that place. You have to get to that place where you trust yourself and you trust Beautiful. Your- you each laid the groundwork for each other to come into your lives. That's so, so beautiful that you were willing to do that and open your hearts up to each other. It's definitely worth it. It is. We felt like it was divine intervention. Like, yeah. like, yeah. just like, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much to the two of you for being vulnerable and really just rolling with everything I threw at you today and answering every question. I know that the audience is going to fall in love with your story and They are celebrating you the way I am. I'm so excited for the two of you. And Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I I love witnessing your growth together. It's a beautiful thing. Well, you are a big part of it. Yeah, I just (laughs) thank you so much. We're so grateful. What you do. I really am. We really appreciate what you do. Thank you. I receive it. I take it in. Thank you. Changing the world. One really <laughs> Here we go. Well, you two have been such a pleasure to talk with. And if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to send you a message, maybe your story really connected with them. What's the best way to do that? I am on Facebook and Instagram, just Ginger Setzer. He, I don't think he's on. I think he doesn't check his Facebook. So no. you can so reach just me. talk to Ginger. <laughs> Setzer. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So Okay. 
places. I'm probably more on LinkedIn more than anything, but I'll check the other ones. And I would okay. love to any kind of interaction or questions. I'd love to help anybody because I, I love that. We have to pay it forward. We have to we have to put this knowledge out there and pay it forward so okay. other people can benefit. I love it so much. And we'll put that in the show notes if you want to reach out to Ginger. And I just have to shout you out again, Ginger. What an honor to coach you, to witness your journey. And you not only have done so much work for yourself, but you're such a light for our community and all the women that you've connected with inside of our group. I'm just so grateful that the universe connected us and that I got to work with you. So, and I know we're not done, you know, we'll, we'll probably be connected for life. So you're stuck with me, (laughs) but yeah, just so, so much love for you, Ginger. Thank you for the way you show up. Thank you so much, Dr. Morgan. Yes. (laughs) All right, you two. Cheers. Cheers. We'll finish our glass of wine now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right, you guys. And of course, the whole, to everyone listening, we are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth, and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.